sometimes you just feel tired, feel weak. And when you feel weak, you feel like you wanna just give up. But you gotta search within you. Try to find that inner strength and just pull that shit out of you and get that motivation to not give up and not be a quitter. So I collapse, I'm spilling these rats long as you feel them to the day that I drop. You'll never say that I'm not killing That is right, you're listening now to another live edition of Drop the Gloves here on 88.5. Subliminal thoughts when I'm a stop radio. And I don't know if you hear it in my voice. This is like going on three, almost four weeks of me feeling like, I mean, I, I can't even hear in my ears. Like my headphones are on, I got the sound up, but my ears are so stopped up right now. I'm over my face. It's hard for me to hear what I'm saying. So I know I'm usually the blabbermouth, but I'm going to try to see if Wendell wanted to talk more. And uh, are you blue? That's what I was wondering, too. What mic were you? See, we're already messing up anyway. Oh, come on. You didn't have my mic turned on. Well, you got yellow in front of you and blue in front of you, so I don't know which way you're going. You got a fan going. You got your all, all this that's stuff right here. Stuff. I don't even know what this stuff <laughs> that's not, is. That's external hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> if you took a class here at CSU in the comm department. I mean, you have to have an external hard drive to go here. It is a uh, recommend, especially yeah. in Chris's class too. So, sure. um, it's finals week, or coming up on finals week. We got two weeks left of school, so everybody's hunkering down, freaking out. It's freak out week, stress out week. I'm really not as stressed this this uh, this semester as I was last semester and the previous semester, but I do know the feeling. So, for all those who are stressing out right now, thank y'all for listening. Uh, we're broadcasting live in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia on 9th and Broadway. And there's a lot I want to get into. I mean, we can start with the NFL draft. We got the NBA playoffs. Um, talk Major League Baseball and the two youngest stars are in Atlanta, which is pretty surprising. <laughs> what we seeing from out from yeah. out, Ozzy and uh, Acuna. Uh, so we're getting to both of them. But before we do that, there is an epidemic going on, and I'm going to go ahead and get Facebook Live going before I even go on my rant. You can check us out at Facebook Live. Type in Thrift, T-H-R-I-F-T, Behringer on Facebook Live, or call in at 706-507-8617. Um, NFL Draft, NBA Playoffs, and more, and I'm getting to the Fortnite epidemic. This is going to be something that we're going to talk about throughout the show. Uh, my question to everyone is this. Something always happens that it, everyone has to follow along and, and do. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was in middle school, and I'm older than you, Wendell, so you may not remember. Ago. <laughs> 10 years ago, Wendell, in middle school, that's almost 12. For you? Yeah. How old are you? 24? 25. 25. God, you're old. I know. You're an old man. <laughs> I know. Dang, Wendell, thank you for making me feel bad now. You know, no, it's crazy LeBron's like nine years older than you. I know. It's crazy. And it's also crazy, too, to think. Um, I don't know why LeBron came by. It's weird. But. No, he's 33 in that he's probably got four or five years left and he's done. And I just don't think the league's going to be the same. But that's a question I want to get into later on. Yeah. Um, but when I was in middle school, I remember it was these little bracelets that I were made from pantyhose. And they're all different colors. So they're like... Light blue. It was like 30 different colors, and everybody wanted to wear it. You were cool if you had it, but you would trade them with other people. And uh, that was just a big thing. I don't know why. And I don't every, remember that at all. No, see, this is, okay. <laughs> and this, <laughs> and this is this Harris County Middle School, okay? No, Harris County, that's why. Yeah. So, 
I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get is, is always things that people want to, they see someone else do and they see that, oh, that looks kind of cool. Maybe I should try it. And then everyone else follows along. That is what I'm thinking about this live streaming of Fortnite. It goes from Ninja being a big ordeal because he's professional to now there's probably over thousands of thousands of people and dudes that are live streaming their Fortnite play um, for views. Um, and uh, there are, and I ain't going to lie, there, there is women and girls that are also doing the same thing. So I, and this is just me. You're watching someone else watch a TV playing a game. There are so, over 15 people right now that have over 1,000 viewers on Fortnite currently. That's unreal. That's not insane. I'm sorry, I just figured out that. No, that's yeah. unreal. Yeah. It, it really is. And I know you like Fortnite, and I'm, I, I know I'm in the minority when it comes to this discussion. But, I mean, seriously, every time on my Facebook feed, someone's doing a live stream of their of them playing that, that game. And, I mean... What is it? What's so special about watching it? That I guess just like people are like funny and they like those personalities, and then okay, the I, fact I, that he's really good at the like just say ninja, he's really good at the game. But he really has the personality to him that he's able to share. So it's he's just branding like himself. Any, it's just like watching anything else. Yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah, but you're actually seeing other people move. You're watching a guy watch TV. But I guess it's different now. They can they can. But he's make, actually like controlling the person on the on the TV or monitor. You could say. I just think it's getting out of hand. It is just like a lot of things. You know, you want to go start live streaming soon. Not gonna. If you have a PlayStation, you can just hit a button and then you're you're live streaming right then. It's that easy, thrift. If you broke them, had to do whatever they meant. What does that mean? I don't know what she's referring to. Um, but yeah, if you broke them, you had to do whatever that they meant. Oh yeah, I think she's talking about the bracelets that I was talking about. Oh, I think she's gotcha, talking gotcha, about gotcha. the bracelets. Yeah, I think she's talking Your about the bracelets. Childhood games that you played for take in. Yeah, well, a lot of people used to do that. I don't know. It was a big deal back in when we were in middle school. I don't. I mean, it wasn't just Harris County. I remember a lot of people around Columbus did the same thing. We had silly bands like the animal rubber band things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I those. no, but I had those too when I got older. Um, probably. Starting in high school, where it's like Auburn, Mississippi State, I have different team names yeah, in the yeah, rubber yeah. bands. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, Doc Wright says Philly and six. Thank you for joining us, Doc East Wright. Uh, Jay Rome's uh, joining us. We had Sh- uh, Jonathan Shusky, Buckets. What's up, Buckets? Joining us. Um, moving on from Fortnite, uh, we're gonna have this discussion throughout. Guys, is it an epidemic that's getting out of hand, or am I just overreacting like I normally do? Um, let's get in the NFL draft. Wendell, when I look at no, him... I thought, I thought you were about to say something else. Okay. When I look at Wendell, <laughs> oh, I, think, I think Baker Mayfield. I think Wendell is a, a bare representation of what Baker Mayfield is. Running from the cops. Running from the street, cops, full of himself. Drinking. Yeah. Six foot. Ne- never... Uh, I wish my, I was six foot. In the last 20 years, you name me once a guy... Six feet or under, they got drafted number one overall. They played the quarterback position. He would definitely be one of the first outside of Michael Vick, and he is no Michael Vick. No, not even close. Give me your thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Uh, the fact that they took him, I couldn't believe, like you, like we talked about at the beginning of the show or before the show, that he was taken uh, first overall. It just kind of blew us away and like why they 
why they felt that he was the safest. You, if you think if you were Cleveland, you would take the safest pick, and now John Dorsey has attached his name to Baker Mayfield, and if he fails, or if Baker Mayfield fails, John Dorsey fails. And I don't think that he's the safest guy. He's not even the most athletic guy at quarterback that you could have taken, regarding, disregarding uh, Lamar Jackson, but the safest guy on like Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen, guys that are proven uh, pro-style quarterbacks and that actually have ran a, ran in, uh, a set, uh, deliberate offense that has tendencies in college and not a trick play offense yeah. uh, that Baker Mayfield ran all throughout his college career. If you watch the Georgia-Oklahoma the Oklahoma game, I was about to say Oklahoma State, Oklahoma game, uh, you could see that in the once they ran out of trick plays in the first half or in the second half, they they had no tendencies to go to. They couldn't run the ball. They started throwing screen passes to their tight end on the flat, and you have Roquan Smith who's all over the field. That's easy to stop against a good uh, dynamic defense. Uh, I just don't think that he is fit or a prototypical style quarterback. I think he's accurate, but I don't know if he can learn that type of offense in, within a year or two like they probably want him to do. Yes, I know Tyrod Taylor is there. And I think he's a good buffer for Baker Mayfield, but I don't think Baker Mayfield's the answer. And I think a Josh Rosen or a Sam Darnold guy was the safest and probably the best pick for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, when I look at Baker Mayfield, and I said this last week, I'm gonna say it again. You're you're not drafting him off of potential, and you're not drafting him because of his body type, his athleticism, or his strong arm, like Josh Allen got drafted in the first round solely because of his rocket arm. Rocket arm, Josh Allen. Check it out, joshallenrocketarm.com. Joshallen.com. Oh, joshallen.com. Yeah. He's got a rocket arm. Yeah. Looks uh, good in shorts. He looks good in shorts. Got to check it out. Mel Kuyper loves him. <laughs> Got to check it out. Um, you remember when Mel Kuyper said that Jimmy Clausen was like a no, like, like he was like the quarterback. Like he said he would retire his, like he would quit his job if he wasn't good. Sorry, I just thought. No, he's, you know, he not only said that, Mike Golick was high on him too. His Notre first, Dame, I wonder why. In his first season, 1-15 for Carolina. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, it, uh, the, even before him. Can't Bra- miss guy. Brady Quinn was even worse. People thought Brady Quinn was going to be the next elite Joe Namath. Not even close. Brady Quinn. <laughs> Brady Quinn. Like, I mean, between him and Joe Cox, I don't know which one is more of a, like, I don't want to say tool, but like that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wish Joe- you had Joe Cox on Auburn. <laughs> Joe, hey, what's his record against Auburn? Is it one and zero? I think so. I think uh, two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, that was the only year. Yeah, one and zero. But oh, back to man. Baker Mayfield. So you're drafting him because of his leadership and his ability to win games in big moments, and because of his you know ability to overcome obstacles, being a walk on, and so on and so forth. But in the biggest moment of his career as a Heisman Trophy winner and John Dorsey saying he's the best player in college football, 50 seconds left, his team needs a field goal. He has it at the 35, 37-yard line and goes three and out and loses in overtime. That's the guy you're drafting, number one? You're this. Remember, I understand you're talking about trick plays and stuff, but if... He is the best player in the country. His team scored up to 50 points almost in that game. Why? Is the playbook not being opened up, or why is he not delivering in the moment, the biggest moment, which only his team only needs a field goal? That is where I don't understand why this man is getting drafted. Other than they think he's Brett Favre? Are you kidding me? There's, there's not no. 
There's not a chance. Pat Mahomes is closer to Brett I really Favre think than... this is a trash pick, and this is going to backfire bad. And I I have no words for Cleveland now. I, just, I, I like to – there's there's a game that someone – I forgot who it was. It was on a podcast I was listening to. They play, and it's called putting a name to the draft pick. So it's like a value game and like what the value is for these picks, right? So they they did something like around like um, so you got Cleveland with the first and fourth picks. So you know that's their value. Think of a value of a first a first overall pick and a fourth overall pick and how much value those those uh, pieces hold. Right. So imagine if you put the names of Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward to to those um, to those draft picks and you put them and you would trade like maybe like say Von Miller or Jimmy Garoppolo. So if if you were the New England Patriots this year during the draft or after the draft, and they wanted to get another quarterback and maybe a, or maybe not a corner, but just they wanted the draft picks of the players just for say, yep. would you have traded Jimmy Garoppolo for Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward? Not a chance on God's green earth. This what doesn't make sense to me. You they take. Why isn't Bradley Chubb taken? You can have two elite passers. He could have Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb if you. Because I feel like Baker Mayfield was going to be later on in the draft. Why not trade that first-round pick, get traded down, get more picks in advance, and then take them, you know, 26th, 27th. And look where Lamar Jackson went. He went the 32nd pick. That's why he's my favorite quarterback out of this draft. I agree. Same here. And he's going to sit behind Joe Flacco this year, maybe two years, and he's going to be a starter and elite quarterback because he's had a a good organization. that He went to the one organizations that – as structure, so they're not, they're going to build around and a him good fan base, yeah, and a good fan base. So that's why I do feel like Baltimore was a great pickup. We'll get into that in a minute, but I just the Baker Mayfield pick makes no sense. If, Denzel if was, Ward makes no sense. If it was Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb, if I told you, why that, did they not take Bradley Chubb? Bradley Chubb to me is the best player with, in the draft. Yeah, besides with, maybe Roquan. Smith. And I know they took Miles Garrett last year, but still, just look at Philadelphia this past year. They didn't have elite corners. They didn't have great cover guys. They had Malcolm Jenkins in their secondary, and that's about it. They and had what Fletcher did, Cox. They and had what a bunch did, of good defensive players. And tackles. what did they win? They won with their defensive line and pass rushers. Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon, um, I can't remember his name, number 55. He yep. had a strip sack in the Brandon Super Bowl. Brandon Graham. Yeah, Brandon Graham. That's his name. Uh, just guys like that, and they just have depth and built depth. Why would you not want to have Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb on your defensive line yeah. and have a, a stout defense? You don't have to have great cover guys if – the quarterback doesn't have more than two seconds to throw the ball. Just don't understand. And Motor Bro, Demario McMath try, uh, chimed in with the Grime, a Grime gang. Uh, that was the funny story. We're This is my first year at Westwood Tech, all right, junior college. Uh, these guys call themselves Slime Gang yes. because they're slimes. Uh, I, I thought they were slime balls, but they think that they're sliming through. They're, they're scheming their way. Uh, basically what they're saying, they always take advantage of anybody and everybody when they can. Uh, I didn't want to be a part of that, so we came up with Grime. Uh, we just made Grime because we didn't want to say grind. We just want to take you know slime and just right. put Grime in it. Right. Uh, just to make fun of them, and we ran with it, and you know it became a it actually became a thing at West Georgia. To be honest, people actually bought gear and stuff. GG Grime Game Gucci Gang, what's up? <laughs> You're something else. By the way, the quarterback thing you were talking about, you, you don't think a guy under six foot has been drafted. I guess Michael Vick. Yeah, I've that's had a different a big, thing. And then twenty years. And then the same exact draft in the second round, first pick of the second round, Drew Brees. So just a just a little thing I was looking up. That's exactly right. He's like my big bro. 
So appreciate you chiming in, Demar uh, McMath. He works for iHeartMedia. Um, definitely listen in. He's big into radio as well. Thank you for chiming in as well, big bro. Uh, but let's move on from Baker Mayfield and talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it, it it grew on me because at first I was like, are you kidding me? We just said it. I want an offensive lineman. Do not draft a skill guy in the first round. But then they drafted a guy that I think has potential to replace Julio in four to five years when Julio gets older. I think he can easily take the top off the defense. And to be honest, I've changed my whole narrative to I think it's a great pickup and a great fit. And if Steve Sarkeesian doesn't average between 27 and 30 points next year, he should be fired midseason. What's your thoughts on the Falcons' pick of Calvin Ridley? Uh, I was with you with the picking up a guard because our guard play has been so bad. Trash. Uh, it was honestly not even that good when we had Kyle Shanahan. He's just such an amazing offensive coordinator. He that masked he, that. That yep. he can mask it and hide it. Uh, but I, the more I thought about it, I actually kind of like the pick. Same. Um, just because of his skill. But he needs to gain a little weight just because he's not as physical as some of these corners are going to be in the NFL. Uh, but I think Calvin Ridley's a great pickup just because of the fact of his skill, his route running ability. I've never seen a college player, maybe other than Julio Jones, have that route running ability. Uh, he can stop on a dime. He's a great player, great hands. Uh, but like I said, I kind of wish uh, that if we could have traded up a little bit, maybe have gotten a guard or one of those elite tackles maybe from Notre Dame. I know it would have taken a lot, but I totally think it would have been worth it. Me too. Uh, but also, there's other things that we needed to fill, and we needed to fill that through the draft, so maybe they felt as if, those picks that we were going to maybe give away um, could have been used some some uh, some uh, elsewhere, right? Uh, and used in uh, maybe for like like we did with Russell Gage from LSU getting a uh, special teams guy. But anyway, uh, I like the pickup. I think Calvin Ridley's a very good player. I think he's a very good skill guy, and I think he'll help us, like you said, in four or five years when Julio's an older guy and maybe he can't play anymore or he'll retire in three or three to five years, something like that. Uh, but I like the pickup and Calvin Ridley. The more I thought about it. Uh, overall, the Falcons had a decent draft again. Mel Kiper's got to go. Um, the entire draft coverage is over dramatic. Um, they they do the national anthem at the draft. Uh, it's way too serious, and this is why rookies come in with egos as big as. Any door, any what? What am I trying to say? Any <laughs> stadium? Why? Yeah. So I, I again, they think they they're owed everything. I I don't like the draft coverage. It was boring. I'm really I didn't. The draft was fun this year. Uh, you thought it was fun because Baker Mayfield got drafted number one. Your boy, <laughs> yeah. And you're excited about that. That's it. Yeah. Any surprises in the outside of Baker Mayfield that or draft picks that you really liked? Um, I thought Sam Darnold to the Jets. I really like that because I thought Sam Darnold. I think they got a steal. I think, I think they did too. Um, I do think Josh Rosen with the Cardinals that was, was good. Be yep. Uh, I, I think we both agree that the best pickup by far was Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson at 32 to the Ravens. Um, I, I think he's going to be a stud. And, I mean, I hate saying it, but I think New England Patriots, both first-round picks are elite. I think Michelle, who is a first-round pick, and I do think Isaiah Wynn is an elite guard. I think both of them are going to be yeah. maybe day one starters, and if not, impact players, especially Michelle next year. I don't I see think, how they won't use him. I think people got scared away from Michelle just because of his knee. It's bone on bone. Yeah, uh, I think that's the only thing for Michelle. But uh, going into like the most disappointing or most surprised, honestly, 
the maker Mayfield thing, yeah, was a little surprising. And I thought it was just playing out stupid, not surprising. Yeah. Um, I thought the Denzel Ward pickup was very surprising and very stupid. Uh, I just don't understand how you think. Some people don't even have him as the best corner in the draft, and that's who you take. A guy that might not even be the best corner in the draft. Yeah. And then a guy that you could have had that you know what you're getting out of with Bradley Chubb or a Minka Fitzpatrick. If they take Minka Fitzpatrick there or Roquan Smith, any of those guys. I just, uh, Roquan I, would have been perfect. Yeah, you need I, that. I, I mean, I don't understand why you would take a corner that might not even be the best corner in the draft with Zaire, uh, Jair Ags. To be, uh, to be honest with you, they had two top five picks, and I think their best pick was in the second round, yeah. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, yeah, I totally agree. And the uh, – that guard they picked up as well, or the tackle they picked up yep. to replace Joe Thomas. I just don't understand what Cleveland's thinking. I don't know why you think you have to go out and get an elite corner. Uh, I think you can be very good like the Seahawks did. Uh, with the, I know they had the Legion of Boom, but Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas were great, but their their front seven was amazing. And then Richard Sherman was just a byproduct of that as well. Uh, not saying Richard Sherman isn't great, but uh, I just don't understand why you go out and draft a corner and said when you can have another elite pass rusher for depth. And if you just look at the Philadelphia Eagles and what the Denver Broncos did a couple of years ago with that defensive line and that defense and what, what you can do when you have an elite uh, defensive line like that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I uh, didn't really care for anything else. Um, and the, the tweet. We just couldn't stand it, dude. I mean, we have to do it. We literally just got done talking about this with the uh, DiVincenzo with the tweet um, with the N-word in it. Um, and Josh Allen does it again at 14, 15 years old. And Quoting a rap song. And we are again having this Not discussion. Not saying it's right either way, but yes. I mean, I want to know whoever dropped this story because they, well, they withheld this until the last moment. They picked the perfect time. They didn't find this out the day before the draft. They knew ahead of time. They just picked that day to release it. I mean, you really have to have something against Josh Allen to do this. So, now, if he did something to you as a reporter, I don't I don't know the backstory, but it makes no sense to me why anybody would want to do this to this young man. I mean, you can call him overrated all you want, but why would you want to bring this extra stuff on you? And, and Stephen A. Smith is right. When we're talking about... You know, you have to answer questions. You know, Lorenzo Alexander, the Bills, saying he may have to answer for these. I mean, I mean, are you going to answer for your stuff that you did at 14 or 15 years old that you shouldn't have done? I mean, that's a fine line we're walking on, and I don't like it at all. And I think it's it's overboard, and this is the world we live in. Um, but I used to, I hated on Josh Allen, but I felt bad for him that he at his special night, this is what he's having to talk about. He's having to come on and apologize. And ESPN, oh, they ate it up. They had, boom, they, they did a special interview with Stephen oh, brought, A. Smith. They brought Desmond Howard out They brought for Desmond it. Howard out for it. They had Susie Colbert on the red carpet out for it for the apology. They had uh, him calling Chris Mortensen this morning and had a special interview with Stephen A. Smith. I, I mean, I understand. It makes me think ESPN did it. What? Because what? they got mad at Fox and NFL Network for uh, for simulcasting the first round of the draft, and that was the first time outside of ESPN that the draft was going to be on, and I think they didn't like that. That bothered them on cable. Uh, like you said, I know it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously, that stuff shouldn't be tweeted. Uh, it's obviously derogatory and racist. Uh, it's just kind of crazy that this stuff always just comes out right before like someone's big day or like a big event that something's going to happen in their life, and like someone just wants to ruin their life. 
Like this is what they go th- like they went through probably what is he like twenty one now six seven years of tweets five years of tweets just to find this, and it is kind of like heartbreaking. But also, it's, I mean, what he did is wrong. Uh, he does need to answer for it in a way, I guess now because it was brought to light. But I, I don't think the actions of his. 14, 15-year-old self, I've said stupid stuff. I'm sure you've said stupid stuff, and everybody else has as well. And I just, I don't think it's fair to him to be answering all these questions and things like that um, constantly and all the time. So. Uh, we have five minutes. I need to answer this phone. Oh, never mind. Oh, there it goes again. Hold on, hold on, Wendell. What, uh, Fal- Falcons heading into the regular season now. What do you think is going to be their their biggest question mark going in? Is it Steve Sarkeesian? Is it fine offensive guard? Or is it implementing Calvin Ridley? Uh, I think the biggest thing is really getting this defense to where I actually want it to be. I know that sounds surprising. The defense has been playing better over the past year. Um, but I think the way that Dan Quinn has talked about, I, I haven't seen it through some of these players, like getting Grady Jarrett early on in the draft a few couple of years ago, uh, guys like that. I just don't like – uh, or I, I just want to see more improvement from some of these guys. Um, the defensive line hasn't been there. Keanu Neal, who has been a good player, he did make the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, I don't think he's lived up to the hype, as some people say he has. Yep. And I'm not the biggest Vic, Be- uh, Vic Beasley fan either. Yeah, he had 15 and a half sacks a couple years ago. Uh, but I, whenever it came time in the playoffs, I don't even think he sniffed the quarterback in the playoffs. He wasn't there during big games. I just want to see the defense play up to the hype like, they, like in Seattle like having those guys. I'm waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for elite corner play, and I'm waiting for elite defensive line play, and Keanu, Keanu Neal stepping up and uh, playing like a Cam Chancellor type of player. I know that sounds crazy to some people, but that's just how I feel, and I don't think the defense is where it needs to be after three years, and especially going into the fourth year. I want to see major improvements this upcoming year, and we all know about Sarkeesian and the offensive line play and things like that. We kind of know what to expect from there, what we should expect from them, on a week-to-week basis during the season. Am I crazy for that? I don't know. No, I, I don't think so. I, I will say, though, I thought we I saw some major improvement um, in the playoff games from our defense in major decreasing or, or going backwards, if you will, offensively. Um, but for the Falcons, I think the biggest thing is continuity with Steve Sarkeesian and Matt Ryan because – we only got four more years of prime Matt Ryan, and please don't waste it. Please, please don't waste it. And you just drafted Calvin Ridley. Don't go 8-8 eight and eight next year and 9-7 and seven and waste a year that you should be in the playoffs on Matt Ryan because those years are behind you. You Like, like me and Wendell talked about, I mean, you, you missed three, or three straight years from 2013 to 2015 yep. during his prime. That can't happen again. And especially with – I mean, this division is if Drew Brees stays healthy, if Cam Newton plays like he should, and and Jameis Winston develops like he should, should is I mean, this could be the best division in football by far. Yeah, uh, most interesting I would say is the Cowboys. Um, we're gonna get some more NFL trade talk a little bit. Talk about the Cowboys pick as well. Uh, then we're getting NBA playoffs, and as always, it is time for some MLB talk. Slugfest time with Wendell. Um, it's bothering him that there's a team uh, up at North Georgia that's doing better than he thought. He can't stand it because he is a South Side boy. Uh, North Side. North, excuse me. South Side's a White Side. Yeah, my bad. That's my okay. bad. North Side guy. Um, the Windy City, the Breakers, the the Cubaroonies. Um Yeah, I'm so glad they're struggling right now. 
Even though I did see that you just swept the uh, the Brewers this past weekend. God, I love beating the Brewers. I love going on their Twitter after we beat them and just looking at all their fans. Because they thought this was their moment. Yeah, they thought they could. this is the year they could finally beat the Cubs. It's not happening. It's I mean, not. the Cubs are making the World Series. but Oh, okay. I like it. I like the prediction. I do think the Cubs are going to make the World Series. But there is a team in North Georgia that we're going to talk about that They're I think good. is two or three years away from being the next Could Astros. A year and two years. Or maybe a year. Maybe even sooner. You're right. Yeah. Could be the next Astros. When we get back from break, MLB Playoffs, Slugfest, Unmitigated Golf of the Week, um, and more. Make sure to tune in. 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Call in at 706 507 8617 or look us up on Facebook and leave a comment there. That is probably the best way to get in touch with us. We'll be right back here in three and a half minutes. Thank y'all for listening here on 80.5 WCUG. Great. Welcome back to the program here on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. Um, sugar, sugar. You never heard of this song, have you? Uh, yes, you never heard of song. Sugar, Sugar? You look so fly. Yes, I know this song. Look so fly. I was born in like 2008. I'm just making sure you didn't know about the, the bracelet thing. I was like, wow, maybe he is yeah, young. Yeah, the Harris County thing. I didn't go to Harris County. Were you born before 2000? Yes, I was born in 96. Okay. That's all that matters. And you were what, born in 92? 93. God, God you're old. 90. <laughs> 93. Um, yeah, it's time for the Stephen A. Smith Unmitigated Golf of the Week. And I am going to give it. Uh, there, there was multiple people I wanted to give it to. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give it to Westbrook. Uh, dude. I understand that, and I've said this, fans are mighty bold when they have the protection of security and being up in the bleachers, which some people like Ron Artest do not care. They'll come and haunt you down, which they should, in my opinion. You get you throw beer on me, you should be punched in the face. That's just me. Um, you should be allowed one punch to the face. But Westbrook is becoming now the league villain that nobody likes and is going to be the guy that everybody wanted to make Kobe out to be that Kobe never was which is a ball hog that is playing with two other superstars and lost to a series that they should not have lost to. Donovan Mitchell looked better and more efficient than Russell Westbrook. He looked more... That's obvious. They run an offensive system there, and their coach puts every player in the best position to win. Quinn Snyder is just as good as Brad Stevens when it comes to putting X's and O's in a tactician or like Mike Bulldozer as well, Greg Popovich. But... You don't see that at Oklahoma City. I mean, you see a 2 or 16 from playoff P. How about that, playoff P? Well, have we seen you yet? 2, two of 16. 16. Jesus. Oh, but he got fouled at the end of the game. A foul that should have never even be called a foul. In the Carmelo Anthony in three games was 6 of 21. There were games in time in his career, taking 21 shots a game. He took 21 shots total in three games. And averaged seven points a game in each of them. He looked like he did not want to be there. He looked like that he he quit. Um, and Westbrook, forty three shots in a was he eighteen for forty three? Eighteen of forty three. And people were saying, "What is he going to do? He didn't have any help." 
He plays the same way of basketball every single way, and that is not going to – you play that same way, which is 100% to the rim, and when everybody – when you're going out of control to the, the rim, you just throw a pass to the first person you see open. Not the best person that's open, just the first person you see open because that's what happens when the defense collapses on you. That offense does not work with people like Carmelo and Paul George. And everybody thought, well, we're going to see – you know, Olympic Mello, the guy that plays off ball, can hit threes. He can't play that way with a guy like Russell Westbrook. It's impossible. They should just tell him the Olympics are going on. Maybe he'll just start playing better. Westbrook's got to change his game. And he's a bonehead because he goes at a fan that was... <coughs> Excuse me. They did put his phone in his face, but still. Especially after losing to game six, that's fine, yeah. I'm not, not, not fine to do that, but for him to go off, as he said, yeah. You... And your way of basketball is never going to win, and I hope you are fine with being lonely. So lonely. You are so lonely. You're an American Idol. That is, uh, that's Westbrook. I mean, the loneliest guy in sports. Even you give him five superstars, he's got that tunnel vision. Straight to the rim, throw it to the first guy that he sees is open. No flow, no continuity, no type of offensive Did cohesion. Did you watch the last like, four minutes of the game where I he watched five threes? It like, is, just jacked up five threes. It was trash. I, I just... Who was like a 30... Below 33%. If, 33% if he shooter. cares about winning, he's got to change his game. Point blank period. Moving on from that, that's Stephen A. Smith, a mitigated hey, goal of the week, brought to you by 88.5 WCUG Cougar just, Radio. Just to add real quick, he doesn't have any friends. only friend is basketball. So. Yeah. Uh, Wendell's decked out in polo right now. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I just want to throw that out there. This guy's trying to make an impression coming in here with all polo. I bet you get your polo down all the way down, aren't you? No, I'm wearing Russell yeah, make polo shorts. Okay. I was about to say, if you're decked out in polo. You're wearing you're- Nike sweatpants, a Nike shirt. <laughs> nothing was Nike, handed. Nike slides. Nike okay. socks. And nothing was handed slides. Nike socks. <laughs> uh, moving on from. I got to get me a pair of slides. You got to. I mean, it's so comfy. It's, I used to have a pair. I wore them all the time. And I bought these because these are uh, forty nine ninety nine, and they're eye slide. You can put anything you want on them. And of course, I'm going to put nothing was handed yeah. on there because uh, that's the business I'm going into. But moving on from as we're seeing a very well dressed young man walk by the studio with his uh, jacket on and stuff. I know I'm off topic suit. right now. Yeah, with a suit. Um. What was I just about to say? Oh, yeah. NBA playoffs. LeBron James had to score 45 points and was by far efficient and looked like the best player on the planet. By the way, Russell Westbrook, that's how you score 47. (laughs) You take 25 shots and make 14 of them or 18 or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, By far the best player. Uh, uh, Hats off and shout out to Victor Oladipo and the Indiana Pacers. They're going to be good for years to come. Uh, Miles Turner's only 22. Sabonis is only 21. And Owen Depot's only 26. These guys are going to get better. And Nate McMillan is a great coach, by yeah. the way. So I believe in them. I'm fine with them. Uh, but, but, what was it, Nate McMillan? Oh, the Pacers. Yes. Cleveland. I thought they were, They I didn't think they were going to lose this series. I think there was a possibility. And I don't think they're going to lose to the Raptors. But there is a possibility that this Cleveland team does not make it out of the Eastern Conference Finals. And I am pretty pretty sure that either the Warriors or Rockets, they're playing each other. 
Whoever wins that game is. The Warriors I mean, that look series, great without Steph Curry yeah, right now. Whoever wins that series is going to win the NBA Finals. Uh, give me your thoughts on the Eastern Conference right now, and do you agree that it's it's? I mean, it's West. It's Warriors Rockets for them to lose. Correct for sure. For because sure you know, and, and Vegas has uh, Philadelphia as the favorite to come out of the East right now. Plus one seven. One. Right I now. thought it was one twenty five. It's it? d- different books. Whatever. Different shops. Uh, I mean, just for the East, I don't know. I feel like I want to take the Sixers just because they're the most talented team. But they're also very young, and they have to play LeBron for at least, I'd say, at least six games. Uh, I feel like that could be a little intimidating at times, but I don't think anything intimidates Ben Simmons right now. Uh, I'm going to take the Cleveland Cavaliers like I did at the beginning of the playoffs just because of LeBron. And if, if Tristan Thompson can play like he did in Game 7, he can play like that throughout the rest of the playoffs, I think – Really, nobody else can beat him. And if Kevin Love and J.R. Smith have decent games, that's all they have to have is decent games. For And LeBron play like this constantly every single time. Yeah, uh, I think Cleveland will still be the team to beat, and they'll play whoever, Golden State or Houston, and they'll probably beat Cleveland or, I think, uh, the 76ers in five, at least five games, either team. I just think they're that good. I just don't think the Raptors are – I think they're fluke. They're going to get beat by Cleveland. It's going to be Cleveland 76ers, Rockets, Warriors – and I there's think, nobody on the Raptors that can guard LeBron James. No. It's not a single player. That's and I do think the 76ers are a better team, but we're going to find out now is it the team or LeBron? Can LeBron single-handedly carry them like he's done in the past and through the Eastern Conference or are these teams that are better now than they were in past Philadelphia and Toronto says they are are they going to actually dethrone the king of his seven straight finals appearances? We're going to find out um, but in the Western Conference, it's Rockets, it's Warriors. And to be honest, I, I just don't see with Seth coming back healthy how they're going to slow down Seth, KD, Draymond, and Clay. That I mean, the Rockets are good, and they got home court. For but sure. But the they have Warriors a terrible home court. I'm sorry, Houston, they have a, you have a terrible home court. Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, just like you said, I just think the the Warriors are too good. But like I said, if Steph Curry isn't healthy – I think the Rockets have a lot better chance, obviously. Um, but I I think when Steph Curry comes back and if he gets into a rhythm like he does, like the old Steph Curry, like he does his MVP form, there's, there's no better team, I think, on this planet ever in basketball history can beat the Golden State Warriors, especially when Draymond Green uh, gets in his playoff mode and wants to actually... And like, I thought the Pelicans were going to keep it close. I mean, they just... They didn't have him. Steph Curry, and they just obliterated. I thought Anthony Davis would have an amazing game, I did too. who I personally think right now is the best player in the NBA, just playing uh, offensive and defensive. The wise. best passer in the NBA is still Rajon Rondo. He was throwing some dimes. Oh, LeBron James. Uh my God. <laughs> I mean, and God, thank you. Another thing with LeBron, ESPN. It is mind-boggling how many stats in first time. LeBron James has done something. It seems like it is every single game he plays. First time LeBron James plays with two left shoes, scores 17 points in the last four minutes. First time LeBron James doesn't wear a headband, scores 18 straight points, and only shoots four free throws. First time LeBron James hits six threes in a game with a defensive block on top of Victor Oladipo. Imagine if this was your job trying to find these stats. Like, you just... Eight I mean, hours a day finding useless stats that absolutely I mean, it's, no one cares. Unreal. Unreal, and it's and it's it's boring. Like, we all know how great LeBron is, but it's like this is going on now for 10 years straight. 
that their selling point in the NBA is always going to be LeBron, which I guess, which is if you're Adam Silver, do you want Philadelphia in the in the NBA Finals or will you want LeBron? I mean, I think just from the personality standpoint with the Joel Embiid, that type of guy, and maybe like Ben Simmons, how talented he is, uh, I think actually be kind of interesting. But, I mean, it is LeBron James, and he's going to sell sell tickets or sell views, whatever you want to call it, get views no matter what, just because of his name. I think he was like the second most popular athlete on the planet. So uh, you get other eyes, and you might not get other eyes from just watching the 76ers and things like that. Uh, but like you said, I, I, don't know what hap- I don't know what happens when LeBron – Leaves this league. I mean, maybe the 76ers, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid steps up. Kevin Durant, maybe some guy like that, or Kawhi Leonard if he ever comes back. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't know where this league will be without LeBron James. He's literally been in the league ever since I've really started watching it or understood basketball. Uh, so maybe that's I'm not the most the best person to ask. Uh, but like you said, I think that's I would imagine that's what Adam Silver wants and what the league probably wants as a whole, just for money standpoint. From a money standpoint. Um. Yeah, I agree, and which is why, again, if you're Adam Silver, you want LeBron James in the playoffs. We got 76ers, Celtics, so you got 76ers, Cavs, like me, and then we both got Rockets, Warriors. So we're gonna see how it plays out in the rest of the NBA, and we'll talk about it next when we come back. Um, I'm gonna save the next ten minutes. We're gonna do Slugfest, and I'm gonna ask you a bunch of MLB questions. Uh, then when we get done with that, we'll come back do some uh. And a little bit more NFL draft, talk a little college football, and then we're going to wrap up the show. So, without further ado, it is time now for some Slugfest. First question. Dave Roberts decides to bench Cody Bellinger because he decided that it should have been a triple instead of a double. Do you condone this benching? Or do you think this is why no one likes the sport of baseball? (laughs) Uh, I guess that's just how Dave Roberts like. If you look at Dave Roberts when he played in is baseball, is he not a clown? Who Cody Bellinger, Dave Roberts, Roberts? Because last year against the Astros, <coughs> it seemed like every other inning he's calling a, a, a time to get a pitching change. I, I, he's so full of himself. He's like, I gotta really, I gotta have a, a moment in this game. Let me go out here and let me, let me make a pitching change twice in this inning. So then people gotta talk about how great I am. I just think it, I just think it comes from his. Uh, he was a base runner. That's what he was used a lot for his hustle, and that's what he was known for. I mean, he stole that base to really send them into the extra game to go play in Yankee Stadium for the Red Sox to come back and win the World Series or get into the World Series at least. He did. Um, so I guess it just comes from that. I guess not hustling. I can understand like if you hit a ground ball. Do you agree and you that don't he didn't hustle though? Because Cody seems like the type of guy he says that he hustles all the time though. I mean, I, I've watched the play. I've watched it a couple of times. I just. I guess he didn't hustle because a lot of players, they'll hit one in the gap and they'll just kind of jog to second. And maybe they just, because they don't want to have to get the triple and there's no point in getting the triple. Maybe because there's only no, maybe because there's no outs. Uh, I, I don't understand why you felt the need to do that. Just possibly because you're trying to prove a point. Uh, I understood what, uh, I can't remember his name, the the Nationals manager a few years back when he Matt pulled Williams. Bri- yeah, Max Williams. Uh, when he pulled Bryce Harper a couple years ago uh, for a, uh, not hustling to first base or when he because he had a ground ball and he just kind of like didn't run to first base or yeah. didn't even touch the base. Uh, I, I think it's a little different, but I guess Dave Roberts is just trying to prove a point to him like you're not going to play or you're not going to do that around here. I guess is basically what it is. I think it's clownish. You think I, it's clownish? I do. 
<laughs> I just think that's the manager he is. He just wants hustle. He just wants all of his players to play hard. It's the only thing I can think of. Are the two best teams in baseball, the Red Sox and Yankees, right now? Uh, I would not say the Yankees. I would probably say uh, the Mets for sure, uh, just because of their pitching staff right now and the way they're hitting the ball too. Uh, I just think uh, the first three guys with being uh, Degrom, Harvey, or not Harvey, he's going to the bullpen. Uh, Degrom, uh, Syndergaard, and uh, Stephen Matz. I just think they're they're so solid. Th- uh, uh, the top three and their and their four and five guys are pretty solid too, and their bullpen's pitching well right now as well. And the way they're hitting, I think them and the Red Sox are the two best teams, which is a New York team, I guess you could say. Uh, but also the Braves are playing well. They're hitting very well. Uh, their bullpen's been a little shaky, and the Cubs uh, recently, I think, are on a, a, a six-game win streak or a five-game win streak currently. So that is, that is good to see, especially a lot of teams playing well. Ozzy Al- uh, Albies. Albies? Yes. And Ron Lacuna. Are both putting on and making a lot of noise for the Atlanta Braves that are 17 and 11 right now. Yep. Third, top is second in the NL East. Uh, do you think both these guys are centerpieces around a, I think now could be a very early than what we were expecting rebuilding project and turning to a contender like the Astros did? Uh, for sure. I mean, if you look at Ozzy, I mean, he's only like 5'8, five, 5'7, five, and he's like 170 pounds and he's destroying the baseball. He's nine home runs right now. I think he's one away from the league lead with Mike Trout, uh, something like that. He's a tiny guy, but he he, know, he has great bat so you, speed, great does defensive Does he remind player. you of Altuve? A little bit, honestly. Uh, I didn't think he would become this type of player just through the power surge he's having right now. Uh, he has about 100. So is it fluke, or is it something that can maintain? I think there's something he can maintain. He's hitting 293 right now. His OPS, which is on, blaze, on base plus uh, slugging percentage, is around 1,000. So he's he's getting extra base hits. He's getting on base. Uh, and he's being consistent right now, and he, he's a great glove. So even if he's not hitting incredibly well, he is a great defensive player for you at second base. And then you get Ronald Acuna, uh, who's only really had about 20 at-bats in Major League Baseball. He's hitting around like 430 right now. He's a great player so far of what I've seen, but I think we just need to wait and see how he keeps playing and how pitchers adjust to him later on in the season and uh, playing some more competition and different guys that uh, might know how to get him out. Uh, but I think he's a great player right now. Uh, Having only one home run, though, having one stolen base, I think he will uh, be a great addition for the Braves team, especially their offense right now, how well it's playing and what they're going to need from their offense, especially from their pitching, which I think will decline a little bit in the bullpen, which it always does for every team, uh, especially the Braves not having those guys in the bullpen. I think it's good for them to actually uh, build on Ronald Acuna and uh, him, him and his bat coming up and his defense the way he's been playing right now. And only being... And only being 20 years old. Sorry. Otani. Otani, Mohani, Huani, Hukachani. Shohei. Shohei, Shogun, Shubalani, Hubachani. For the LA Angels. Yeah. For the LA Angels. It's a mouthful. For the LA Angels. Does he maintain his success? He slowed down a little bit from his hot start. How does he? How do you see how him finishing out this year? Him slowing down from the hot start that he is playing. He was playing or pitching against the hottest team in baseball. He didn't pitch last night. Uh, he has some. Back, he's having some back problems right now. I hope that doesn't affect his uh, his uh, pitching right now or later or later on to come. Obviously, because uh, we know what happened to Kershaw. He's been out the last couple of years with back problems and yep. having uh, serious back problems. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> Uh, but I think if he can come back and if he can keep pitching at a decent pace like he was, maybe not striking out 12 guys a game, 
but being a consistent pitching force for the Angels, which they need if they don't have Garrett Richards especially, which they do right now, but we don't know when his arm is going to fall off like it has the last few years. Right. Um, I think he, he he's a key piece to them actually being successful and winning that wild card spot because there's no way in, in heck that they're taking that spot or taking the number one spot from the Houston Astros. And I think, like I said, he's a key piece, and I hope his back injury right now does not hurt him in the long run and his blister problem, I think, on his middle finger. Or on his pinky. All right, moving on from that to... Um, what was this about to say? You don't even know. Uh, yeah. Who right now? We already talked about the best player. I mean, the best team in baseball. Who's the best player in baseball? The best player right, right now, now is, is Mike Trout. Still, uh, he's at ten home runs right now. Uh, he's dominating defensively like he always does. I think he's hitting well above three hundred right now. Uh, and he's just been the most consistent ba- player in baseball. He already has a WAR. His wins above replacement. Uh, is it 2.4 for the stat nerds out there for baseball? Uh, right now, he's 28 games, 125 plate appearances. He had 10 home runs. He's leading the league currently with a 408 uh, on base percentage with an OPS on base plus slugging over 1,000. Uh, I still think he's the best, most consistent player in baseball. I think if they win 85 games this year and he keeps up like he always does, I think he's the MVP again. Uh, to me, this guy's already a top 20 player of all time. There's never really I've never seen somebody other than Barry Bonds uh, really be this consistent in a seven to eight year period. Uh, and people are talking about how Mookie Betts might be the best outfielder in the game right now. Just let's keep this in mind. Mookie Betts' best year is as good as Mike Trout's worst year in Major League Baseball. That's how freaking good Mike Trout is. Uh, he's my favorite player in baseball. He's the most fun to watch. It sucks because he doesn't have the the outstanding personality. Yes, he's in L.A., but he's not on L.A.'s premier team out there. Uh, but I still think he's incredibly fun to watch, and he's a great player. Uh, and I think for the next five to six years, he will keep dominating like he does every single year for the past eight years he's been in the league. Chris Bryant's overrated. No, okay. All right, moving on. Okay. <laughs> well, Chris Bryant got hit in the face a couple of days ago, so I think you should show some respect. I wish we had a laugh button in here. God, I wish we had a laugh button. Show some respect. I was waiting for that the entire show. Especially when I started talking about Baker Mayfield. I thought we were going to drop that. I just waiting on you to say something about Kobe because it was coming. I got to leave Kobe alone, man. He just gets everything handed to him. Nothing. He can't use the nothing was handed to him thing that you use. So give him an Oscar. Why not? I mean, it's a terrible documentary. I don't know why he got that. It was awful. What? All three of y'all. Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. All three of y'all. Put some respect on my name. I ain't got no more talk. I ain't got no more talk. I ain't got no more talk. Put some respect on my name. I ain't got no more talk. Put some respect on my name. All right, we we got uh, about five and a half minutes left. Um, I was I was doing some research over the weekend, and my conclusion to what's going on in the recruiting scandal that's coming in Athens, Georgia. I, my thing is this, is that Kirby's promising starts for these freshmen and saying, if you come here, I don't care if I that guy was a five-star last year and started for us. If you're good enough, you'll play. And I think that is baloney. That is such baloney. Because then you're going to have guys that are five stars that are not even playing. They're not even going to get minutes. 
sitting on the bench, like Richard LeCount. He may lose his starting spot. No, but, he's not. Because you have the – Please stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're going to be upset tomorrow, too, when we get Owen Popo and take him from Auburn. I'll drill y'all. Please press the respect on Auburn's name. I ain't got no more talk. Just wait until Owen Popo until we get Owen Popo as well. Is it bad? Can you tell that I've ran out of stuff to talk about? What do you mean? I just we we have four minutes to go, and I I'm, I don't want to get into anything. What I wanted to get into, which was a deep conversation, I want to save that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring it up with four minutes to go, so I'm trying to trying to have it a little fill in right now. Uh, but NCAA basketball committee just came out, and their answer is get rid of the one and done and bring back the age rule from 19 to 18. And that their biggest thing is a college scholarship is very worth their penny. It's like they waste so much money to come up with stuff that I, I really a 15-year-old child can do. The basketball committee, they, their answers for the problem that's going on in college basketball was stupid. Um, I don't think it's going to work, and you're going to have to eventually pay the players. Did you even see Condoleezza Rice and who's on the board? They have a bunch. They have three teachers. Condoleezza Rice is on every board now. Condoleezza Rice is on the NFL. I mean, she's the guardian of college sports. Does she even play a sport? I don't know. Because right now she's the voice of. She's incredibly smart. But no, I'm not saying she's not. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm saying she's very good at her job. I'm just asking, why was she made the the voice of of being the guardians of college sports? David Robinson and Grant Hill were both on this committee. Condoleezza's on the actual the playoff committee, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Right. Still? Yeah. So she's on the playoff committee and the committee of college basketball. She's all over the place. I, I mean, seriously. That's her job now. So Probably gets paid a lot of money to do it, too. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, that's my biggest thing, is that they're paying the committee this much money, and their answers were... Bring back the age rule from 18. You can get drafted straight out of high school. But if you come to uh, college athletics, and they said give out harsher punishments, everything they came up with is not going to work. And I'm sorry, the collegiate mod- model, or whatever they want to call it, has got to go. It's ran its course, especially in college basketball, because basically it is a junior pro league for the NBA. And something's got to happen. Something's got to change. Anything I, you want to add? I just want a little final thought thing uh, just from the draft. Uh, Trent Thompson. Oh, thank you. And that's what I, I did. Quick thought. Go ahead. You got a I minute just, and a half. I just don't understand why. Why? I don't know who told you. I don't know if your parents, some agent what somewhere. It, was it Kirby? No, Kirby probably told him to stay. I don't. Trent Thompson Undrafted. wasn't even the starter. And you, you were not even the starter. You got outplayed by an underclassman. And you want to leave for the NFL draft, and you think you're going to get drafted in the top in the top uh, four rounds? Dude didn't even get drafted and barely got picked up by the Cleveland Browns, who was the only offer he got. The only offer he got. A guy that is the was the number one recruit in the country out of Valdosta. Yeah, and he's going to be the first player ever to be the number one recruit ever and not be drafted. Period. Period. It's incredibly sad. I don't know why he decided to do it, this. It's incredibly stupid that he decided that in the best interest of his career was not to come back for a senior season, have a great year, and maybe get drafted in the first, second, third round because he's got the potential undrafted. Same thing with Peyton Barber with Auburn. 
I don't know what what these. I mean, I guess in their mind, they're better off being an undrafted free agent than coming back to school another year. But why not get you get a free education? Take advantage of it. It makes no sense to me. I agree with you. And dumb, just completely dumb. And I'm not saying this to like hurt anybody or like to be like negative toward. I mean, to be the reason why Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Lorenzo Carter, and Davin Bellamy all came back was because the draft grades were not where they wanted them to be. Like that's not not they didn't come back to help build Kirby. So up. why didn't Thompson do that? I just they went back just because to build their draft rate. And guess what? It worked out. Dav, except for Davin Bellamy, he didn't yeah. get drafted. I but mean, it's still though. But he got an opportunity still. But yes, he was a senior and he had to go. And he'll still be fine. He'll he'll he'll, he'll sign on somewhere. Yeah. Wendell, sure. thanks as always. Thank y'all for listening. Have a great and wonderful Monday. We'll see you next week. As always, stay easy and stay blessed here on eighty eight point five WCUG. Coo. Girl, radio is drop the gloves.